Welcome to the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of Brian, your host, and his guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested. So please consume at your own risk. Now, here's Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, welcome back to the program. My guest today is the one and only humble goddess of real estate, Jean Tanner. She is the principal broker at Summit Realty in Orem and has been honing her craft for more than 40 years here in the great state of Utah. By definition, she has forgotten more than most of us realtors have learned. So sit back, relax, and grab a giant cup for all the wisdom she's about to pour out upon you. Now, everything you can and say will be used against you in a court of law or something like that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Gene, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on with your wealth of real estate knowledge. And uh, I, I wanted you here because in some of us, our new, uh, you know, new agents like me or newer agents, they see what's happening in our current real estate world and sometimes they're panicking. And you've been in this for a very long time. 40, you said 40 years, 40 years, 40 40 years. years. So you've seen a thing or two. And so I just want your house I ever sold was 16.9%. And when people say that we, we, you know, and they try to compare it to now, I always ask people, was that 16.9% just as painful as seven is today? It it is. It was. And, you know, I think the thing that people forget is that any time, any day is a good time to buy real estate. I mean, the, if you go back, I wish I had bought so many more properties when I was younger and interest rates were that high because uh, now they're all worth way more. To, to give you kind of an idea, back then I could buy fourplexes for about 225000 and you bought a fourplex now. Now my fourplexes that I bought at that price are now worth about $1.8 million. Yeah, a little different. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, perspective and looking back and, you know, I always tell people too, again, I've only been in for five and a half years with a builder. That's my only real estate experience. But you do what's well, right at the time. I don't know if you know this about me, Brian, but the first 12 years of my career was with a builder. I didn't know that about you. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're besties. Yes. But people, I tell them you do what's right at the time with the information you have. And of course you can look back and go, gee, I wish I would have, but that's futile really. Right. So in that vast, you know, 40 years that you've been doing this, tell me what that's been like. And and you've seen every up and down we can probably think of. So maybe give us a little tour of your world in the last few years and well, what's kept you, know, you going. In the last uh, 10 years, 12 years, anybody, anybody could sell homes. And we saw that where they all came out of the woodwork and you know, I would get, try to get listings and their brother-in-law was now a realtor or their mother was now a realtor. And it didn't really hurt those of us that uh, sell a lot in the business, but it did pick off one or two here and there and three and four. And I tried to get the statistics from the MLS, but I think it's pretty close. Uh, I know on a national level, over 70% of the realtors have not even sold one home this year. And so it's 
really imperative, I think, that you learn skills and presentation. Even after 40 years, uh, I mean, I like to win. So when I go on a listing appointment, I want to win. So I never, ever go in unprepared. Even though I could wing it, I could go in uh, and give a listing presentation with my eyes closed. If you were to go with me, you would see that it is 100% scripted. On every single listing, it's the same. And it's just little tweaks I've made here and there to improve it and make it better. So, you know, don't be afraid, but be prepared on everything you do as a realtor when you go to meet with a client. And I think the biggest difference for me is that I go in with a mindset that I'm going to win. And sometimes I go in competing against some really great agents in our valley. Uh, I never, ever think I'm going to lose. And I do occasionally, but usually when I find out why, it's because they commission cut or they they offered more services of some kind than I do. I've, I've even had realtors compete against me that they paid for their moving. So I don't really get into all of that. I just think you have to go in prepared to do the job that you're hired to do. Is having the mindset of, hey, there's enough for everybody. You know, I, I don't consider myself an overly competitive person other than competing against myself. Mm -hmm. I'm on a sales team of 10 people. I don't care what they do. Is that a lazy mentality to have? Like, yeah, there's enough for everybody. I don't need to do all that because there's enough no. for everybody. Um, since the 80s, I've had a, an affirmation that I say to myself every day. I have plenty of money to share and to spare. And there's plenty of business for everyone. I've said that to myself and it, it, money flows easily and effortlessly into my life. And it does, it, it, it's come to fruition. You know, I'm not afraid to work. I will say that I think I can probably outwork almost anybody out there. I think that comes from my generation's willingness to, to have grit. Um, in 40 years of real estate, I think maybe I've missed four or five days of work where I just haven't felt like working. And those are probably on the tail end of having a cold when I really didn't feel well. But even if I wake up and I have no appointments, nobody I'm going to call, I'm down, I don't feel great, I still go to work every single day. So I think routine is critical. Even in uh, 2020, when I was the only one here in my office, we have 18 agents that work here at Summit, at Summit Realty, and I was the only one here at work for about six or eight weeks. They worked from their homes. I still came to the office, even though I could have worked at home. So I think having core values of saying, this is my value. This is who I am. And for me, that word is probably integrity of who you are. I show up. And you work hard. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've heard of the four rules of life before, Brian. I don't even know who said them, but I've lived by them most of my career Number one is uh, show up. If you're supposed to be at work, show up. If you're supposed to be showing a home, show up and show up on time. The second rule is pay attention. When your client's telling you what they want, listen, pay attention, follow up, get back to them. Third rule is always tell the truth. Um, I had to tell two people this morning that we've priced their home wrong. They've only been on the market 10 days. We haven't had any showings. I said, uh, you know, the market has spoken. We have definitely underpriced your home. They didn't want to hear that, but I tell the truth. And number four is don't be attached to the outcome. So if you miss a listing or they don't choose to go with you, 
you can't let it ruin your day. You just move on. I, I asked my family early on, please don't ask me if I sold a house today. I sell houses every day. That's my job. So always just know that's my job. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Just Well, that sounds like something you learned in kindergarten, really. Yeah. Just basics, work hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And be consistent. And I think showing up for yourself. I'm no model of this, but learning that, that if you, because I have my gym in my house and it's, and I've been pretty consistent over the last 30 years, but lately it's like, yeah, I don't want to go to the gym. It's six o'clock. My alarm's up or alarm's off. I walk to walk across my room to get to it. So I'm up and I'll just shut it off and go back to bed because it's easy. I can lie to myself. So showing up for yourself is Sometimes it, a lot that's harder. the hardest person because yeah. most people don't show up for themselves. And then eventually it starts to erode your integrity, your authenticity with yourself. I have the most beautiful gym in the world in my home. I have every piece of equipment you could imagine, but I still go to the gym because I push myself a tiny bit harder and there's energy from the other people around. So, you know, try that. See if that makes any difference. I just... Uh, that one there was a great book by Mel Robbins called The Five Second Rule. Are you familiar with that one? Yes, absolutely. That was brilliant to me because I never feel like it. And I've been doing this a long time at mm-hmm. working out. And I'd never feel like doing it every day. And so mm-hmm. she's like, just so what? Have that five seconds and get up and do it anyway. And yeah. you know, sometimes I win, sometimes I fall. I love uh, the five second rule. You have to tell yourself that to five, four, three, two, one to get out of bed. Just get up and I, I've made a new rule and mine's the 90 second rule that once I wake up, whether it's four thirty or four fifteen or four, I get up within ninety seconds. Yeah. So you no matter what, I mean, I didn't want to get up this morning. I usually get up at five. Uh today I woke up at four fifteen, so I just got up. Yep. That's yeah. The integrity with yourself is huge for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you pretty much summed it up. I think we could probably end yeah. right if, there. If you, if you but, show me a person's habits, if you show me your life, your habits, you'll show your life. Yeah. Agreed. Your life, your entire life is just about little habits and routines that you create for yourself, little systems um, a lot of times agents will say, you know, I, how do you get to the volume that you do, Gene? The first 50 sales a year to make is all about your um, habits, your your um, your ambition, what you do in a day. The second 50 transactions you sell a year is all about your systems. You have to have great systems in place to service your clients. Sometimes I've had agents say, oh, you don't want to go with Jean. She's too busy. She has too many other sales. If you go with me, I'll focus on you. But I find that if you have systems in place, you're far more efficient, far more. If you want something done, give it to a busy person. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Do you have people that reach out to you that want you to coach them because of all the knowledge you Uh, have? Do you do that as well? Uh, I have before. I charge a thousand a month. So I mean, if they want to do it, but they, I have to screen them pretty heavily. I don't know that you can teach. It's kind of like, um, a match in on a forest fire. It doesn't take much to light the match. 
and you can burn the whole forest down with that. But you you have to be the one to light the match. So if the person's not willing to light the match to just make a little bit of a commitment, um, it's not going to happen. I don't even the I work a lot with um, HR departments and I've talked to them about how they hire and what they do. And they always, always, always hire for mindset. They feel like they can teach skills. They cannot teach mindset. And so I think that's true. You can't teach attitude. If, if you don't have a good attitude, you've really got to work on that. I, th I think that that's, um, you know, I, why not go for the forest fire? That's where the, that's where the fun is. It, it, it's pure chaos. That's what I think is the fun part of real estate. Just being so busy. You don't know which end is which. Agree. You know, I, I used to actually fight forest fires. And so I know exactly how that metaphor works. And it is uh -huh. when it's going, it's going and you are, yeah. all, you're just, it's madness in a good way. Well, when I got my uh, master's degree, I, I had an organizational behavior class and they taught us that there's in chaos, there is still organization. You know, there's still, it's organized chaos. There's still organization and chaos. So you can be crazy busy and still find routine and, and exactness in the business. Right. Right. Back when you got started or have you always going to have this mindset or, or has that kind of evolved as you've. No, I had to teach myself that. I mean, I came from a family where the glass is always half empty. And so I've had to learn that, but you have to remember that when I started in real estate, uh, there was no, there were no cell phones. My claim to fame, Brian, is that I was the first realtor in Utah Valley to get a cell phone and it was $6,000. And my average cell phone bill was about $3,000 a month. But I always figured if I could just get one more sale a month, it would pay for itself. And so, um, but what we did in the old days is we had a book that came out every two weeks and the clients would pile in our car and we would pick the houses they wanted to go see and we would look at this little thumbnail sketch of what the house was and then we'd start going but no one had cell phones so even making an appointment was a pain so I always kept a roll of dimes that's how old I am not quarters and I would stop at 7-eleven and if I couldn't get an appointment for the listing I would call ahead stop at 7-eleven hey we're on our way do you know we're coming and you know it would surprise them because they're out shopping and doing what they do nobody was home so it was a lot harder back then, a lot harder. But you didn't, you had nothing to compare to. So no. it was just normal. And now, mm -hmm. you know, for my younger listeners, when she says she stopped at a 7-Eleven, Jean, why would you stop at a 7-Eleven? For a payphone. What's a payphone, Jean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I still have my first brick cell phone that I used. I mean, uh, it. And people would call me and say, oh, I'll hurry and call you right back on my landline. You know, so they I didn't give the number out. I just called them. But when they called me back, I'd hurry. There wasn't even caller ID back in those days. So, you know, when we prospected, that was fun. Uh, prospecting, not every realtor does that. But what it is, is you reach out. Uh, I still, even after 40 years, try to call somewhere between 40 and 50 calls a day to reach out to people. Um, I would just call, call, and I live in Orem, so I would call 225, they didn't even have an 801 back then, 225-1000, 225-1002, 225, 225 and just say, hi, this is Gene Tanner from Summit Realty, do you have any thoughts about selling your home, 
then you know I'd go to 2000 and you know 225 2000 and just call through I called all through Orem multiple times now we list everywhere St. George Bountiful Clearfield just I'm just trying to you know just imagine you know just (laughs) I remember this is getting off the tangent a little bit but it's still funny I grew up in such a small town in Northern California that we when we had party lines so you remember those yeah they have that in Orem Yes, they did. So, so party lines, and then we only had to dial the last four digits of the phone number. Yes, that's right. So, you mm-hmm. know, so and 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 long distance calling and all the things. So, yeah, technology is definitely. Do you see that it's has it helped the industry? You think? Yes, and helped and harmed. We used to have much better relationships with our clients. They trusted us, loved us, liked us. Now they don't trust you. They check on the internet to see if you're telling them. They, they've all researched it themselves, but I think it's still imperative. I, the biggest mistake I think most realtors do is they just text. And I think I have to look at the age of my clients and determine which they prefer. I always ask them, what do you prefer texting right. calls or emails? And they'll tell you, they definitely have preferences, but I think it's important to find out what their preference of communication is, not just mine. I love yeah. texting myself, but I love it because there's a record, so that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. And most mm-hmm. people, ironically enough, how many times you 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 call a, someone's voicemail and they say, "If you want to reach me faster, leave a text." Because but you'll never means- build a relationship, Brian, with your clients. I have sold homes. There's one one of my clients I've sold her 18 sides. There's another one I've sold 11 sides. There's another one who's had four or five divorces, and I've sold her 10 10 or 11 sides. So you you build re- repeat business by getting to know them, you know, on on a better level. A good old fashioned conversation, porch porch talk, I call it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it still has exactly. value, it still has exactly. merit, and I, uh-huh. I tell people, like I, I send, I'll do like a couple handwritten cards a day, and people are blown away that, like, what you actually spent time to write something to me? I do it three works. a day. That's what my goal is. Yeah, and it works. It's still, mm-hmm. you know, ironically enough, all these tools that have are designed to help us communicate better do the exact opposite, mm-hmm. I think. So many different options, but it's just a, a blip here and a blip there. There's no real good. That's one of the reasons I like my podcast is because I like to talk to people. Yeah. Old-fashioned conversation. I, I do a little system called 54321. I call five um, past clients a day. I call four center of influences. So there are people I know, but I haven't necessarily sold them a home. I call three personal friends and I call two of my agents. So two people that work for me and I do one random act of kindness a day. So five, four, three, two, one, every day I write it at the top of my journal and I cross it off when I get it done. I like that. That is a great idea. It's a little system. I think we're going to steal that from you and put it on the show notes at the end of this. So someone can if if you're okay with that. Oh, yes. So basically, no matter what, you are, you are the rock, you are the lighthouse in the storm, basically. We'd just be staying consistent, doing the, the basics, the fundamentals, putting the fun back in the fundamentals, as they say, right? There, there's um, a great Greek philosopher that was born about 35 A.D., named Epictetus. He he said that the secret to happiness in life and in business 
is two words. And um, the two words are persist. And I asked my team the other day, I've always said consistency was the key word, but I've been thinking a lot about it. And I asked my team what the what they think is the difference between consistency and persistence. And they said, well, they feel like persist is kind of like the bulldog that just keeps going and going and going. So we think that persist is the most important word. And the second most important word is resist. Don't be afraid to say no. If there's something that you don't want to do or you don't feel like it's going to move you towards one of your ultimate goals, one of your uh, goals that you have, then you should learn to say no. So if you if it's not a super clear yes, I want to do that, you need to be able to say no. I think I've heard something similar. It's like if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which That's exactly sense. right. Yeah. So feel like there's so many more things I can ask you, but what, what haven't I asked you about just personal habits in real estate that maybe you want that you want to share? Well, I think just staying, uh, what I do every day first is my lead follow-up. 70% uh, of your listings come from lead follow-up, not first-time connections or contacts. So I, I would say do lead follow-up every single day. The other day I found my goals for 2002. I've got my goals from 1984 I found the other day too. And I just would say think way bigger you know, at the first of the call, you said something that uh, triggered a thought. You said you can't look back on your past and say, I wish I would have done this. But I think the thing that most people forget. So the other day I sat down and said, where do I want to be in 10 years? What what do I want to accomplish in 10 years? Brian, I used to do 20 year and 25 year goals, but I've stopped doing them so far out because technology is changing at such a rapid pace that you can't really project out as far as you used to. But I thought, who's the woman I want to be in 10 years? Well, if you think about this this way, do you remember, Brian, when you were in high school, what your mindset was and what did you think about all day and where were you in those days? What What are the things you that were really important to you? Do you remember some of those things? I didn't think past next week when I was in high school. Yeah, most people think, "Can I? when's it going to be over? Or there, it was their friends or about how do I look in these 501 jeans, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you think about it and here we are at this point in our lives. Are we still using the mindset of that teenager in making your decisions today? Well, no. Why not? Because you've had too many life experiences. So if I take and say, what would I, who would I like to be in 10 years and what would I like to be? And what do I want to do? What do I want to be? What do I want to have in 10 years? I don't think you can make those decisions with today's mindset. You have to think, what would my mindset also be in 10 years? And make those decisions with your future mindset, not the mindset that you have today. Because your mindset will definitely change and shift over the next 10 years. So how do you get there so that you're so focused that you it's just a piece of cake to hit your goals? And, you know, a lot of people say to me, Gene, you know, how do you get your confidence? How do you build your mindset? And that's really easy to do. A lot of people, uh, number one is to just make a list of all your victories. Everything you've ever had a victory since you were 20 years old, just write it down. And you're going to see you've had a lot of success, really. You just don't believe that you are. And then make a list of all your positive qualities that you have. 
And, you know, uh, you look at where you want to go and what qualities you want to develop and build. And it's easy. Exponentially, it grows. If you look at your victories that you've already had, you know, sometimes I can't remember that far, but I think, oh, yeah, I paid off my home. I did this. I, all those things that you do in life that maybe is a little private victory to you. Just make a list of those. And that's going to help you get a bigger mindset because you're going to realize that you are accomplishing great um, steps in your life. It's easy to think to beat yourself up and be your own worst enemy at the same time as it is. Um, what do you struggle with? Do you, do you, do you, or I mean, I think the biggest struggle we have is what's between our ears, at least for me, because I, I was raised a certain way for most of my life. And even up, I changed my career to this, to real estate five and a half years ago, because I was at rock bottom with my life in terms of, I mean, I had family and kids and, but I was just like, I was just struggling and surviving because that's what I was taught. Mm -hmm, I just, mm -hmm. as a, I said, I can't live this way anymore. I have to change things because I'm not going to live the next 40 or 50 years like this. Well, you, you, have, uh, you have to decide. I think you have to make a decision. Uh, and I think that's what 99% of people don't do. They don't, I mean, if you look at me right here, here's my goals for the next eight weeks. I keep them right in front of my face over here that I can look at and see, yeah, this is what I want to do. So I think number one, you have to decide where you want to go. It doesn't have to be in 10 years. I, I can't really think in terms of 10 years. I make 90 day, I do 90 day cycles. And I really like that. I can, I can project where I want to be. I'm recently shifting to eight weeks to try and do the same amount of things in eight weeks that I normally do in 90. So I'll let you know how that works next year. Um, but what I do is I think, okay, for the next 90 days, I am not going to miss doing this, this, and this 100%. I'm all in. And I do what they call 90 minute jams where I give the phone to my assistant. I lock myself in my office. I close the door. I just call and call and call. Do you know how, you know how like I'm going away for Thanksgiving later this week. And so I'm working like a maniac for the next two days. Well, if I could work like that every single day, how much more would I, would I bring in? So, you know, you'd look at, okay, and I have timers on my desk. I have little timers that say 90 minutes and I'll think, okay, what can I do in the next 90 minutes? What, what would be the most important thing for me to do? And I make it a game and I try to get everything done in the next few little bit. So that's something I do. I mean, I don't let myself get down very often. I mean, I've been down, uh, you know, when you work straight commission like we do, it's a bit scary sometimes, but I never had anybody I could go to. Uh, my parents didn't have any money. And so I I knew that if I didn't make it, I was in the poorhouse. I had to just, I had to make it. So I had to build that mindset quickly. And that's the best way is to write down your victories. So. I like the burn your boats mentality. Like there's no other mm -hmm, option. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. So I think too, so I wrote down really, there's about five things I would tell you uh, are secrets to number one, make really big goals, make them big and push yourself towards them. You're, you're going to hit them. You'll be shocked that you do. Um, the second one is care about your clients. I think I have a lot of repeat business now after you've been in the business five or 10 years, I get a very large percentage of repeat business and referral 
because I cared about my clients. I, I tell them that I care about them. They know I care about them. They can hear it in my tonality and they know that I'm, I've got their back. Um, the other thing is you got to be true to yourself. Like if you, if you're not getting out of bed, you're not going to feel like you're true to yourself getting out of bed and getting on, getting on the treadmill. I just, I've kind of learned it doesn't matter whether you get up at 4.30, 6.30 or 7.30, it's still painful no matter what time you get up. But after 15 minutes, you're fine. Yeah. So I yeah. am not a morning person. People will think I'm a morning person. I am not a morning person. And then, uh, you know, I wrote down too that I think you have to believe in yourself and you have to identify your core values. Because if you know what your core values are, like integrity is important to me. Um, I care about my clients. I care about the transaction, that it's honest and that it's fair. And it's so frustrating to me to work with an age, another agent that's not win-win. They're win-gouge. They just want to gouge and gouge and gouge. And they're not fair to both parties. And so I think that's really important is to just look at your values of who you want to be and what's important that you've identified with and you know, what works better. So that's what I would say. I love it. That is, I, I'm going to go back and listen to this because you've just given me like 400 nuggets of life <laughs> that, that I need. And mm -hmm. I think I'm doing a decent job compared to where I was for sure. Um, well, you, well, you, you know, if you're doing well at all, you, you got to take that as a little victory. It's a win. Well, no, that's, that, I like what you said. Just, write down the victories because it's so easy to to focus on where we think we've screwed up and, and uh -huh. we do that and i'm still fighting that 40 years of conditioning and then always had. be raising your standards always raise the floor always raise your bar whatever you want to call it i call it raise the floor you know whatever your minimum is just be better than that the next day yeah. you know what, what is it is they they say in Atomic Habits, if you're just one one percent better, no, I every day you're going to change, book. Your, change your course of trajectory. I think it's like thirty seven percent after one year. Yeah, and and it's it, it's the it's the whole elephant eating an elephant mentalities too. But yeah, the one percent it's so mm -hmm. critical because if you have these massive chunks that you want to bite off, you you're you're just like ah, oh, it's too much. I'm not going to do it. So you just don't. And I've been there. That's again, most of my life has been that way, just surviving. So. I need all the things you just said. I need that. So. so I would say, stop saying that. Don't ever say that again. You, you're just a survivor. Just say. Well, that, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's mm -hmm. I, when I'm telling people how I've changed, I use that. So it's like, I don't forget it, but I don't, I don't live there anymore. Yeah. Even, even someone was asking me, Hey, how much, what kind of mileage does your truck get? I'm like, I don't know when it's empty. I fill it up. Cause I'm That's not going to be focusing. I people always ask me what, how much does it cost to fill your tank, Gene? I said, I don't know. Cause I just have to buy it. Yeah. It's got to buy it anyway. So I just fill it up and it's empty. Mm -hmm. And because that's how I was like, well, can we afford it? Or I can't afford it. And I was just even telling my daughter this morning, maybe change your mindset to how can I afford that versus I can't afford that. And even that. Or just say, yes, I can afford that, but yeah. not, I don't want to do it until next year. But I'll figure it out. I'll figure out a way to make it happen. So. Well, I think there's two kinds of people in the world too. There's those who figure out what they want and then they just go for it. And those who spend years and years and years trying to figure out what they want. But I, I'm really a big believer in making a decision. So um, if you think about the word decide, 
the suffix side, most of the time you see that suffix side with suicide, insecticide, pesticide, genocide, war side. You know, the bottom line is side means to kill or to cut off. So when you decide something, if you're going to go to the gym every day, you don't lay in bed and think, oh, should I go? You just get up and go. You've decided already. That's what Michael Jordan said. Once I made the decision, I never thought twice about it. I just did it. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of a believer of that philosophy that it's easier to be 100% than it is 98%. Agreed. Totally agree. And when you said there are two kinds of people, Gene, I thought you were going to say those who love Neil Diamond and those who don't. Oh, and I do. I'm going to New York to see a show on December 7th. Okay. I love him. So I'm one of the ones that do, but that, that's where I thought you were going with that. Yeah, no, I'm uh, a 70s girl, so I love that. Oh, that's one of the few artists that my father liked that I still like, too. He's, uh -huh. yeah, that guy's, he's, how how old is he now? He's in his 80s. Gotta mm -hmm. be. And still has got the pipes, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty amazing. Pretty yeah. amazing. Agreed, agreed, so... Well, Gene, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming You're on welcome. and, and sharing your pleasure. wisdom. This has my been pleasure. fun. I, I hope I, I hope always believe in giving back to our industry. You know, if I can help anyone, I want to. And so it's well, you've important done, to me you've, give at back. The, at a minimum, you've helped me today. So hopefully uh, anyone listening will, will be able to get at least a nugget of wisdom from what you've said. And, and I really appreciate your well, time. You have a great podcast. I listened to a few episodes before I committed. So great job. Well, well thank you. Thank you for sussing me out to see if it's of value. <laughs> so, so I appreciate it. So, all right. Thank you, Gene. Okay. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We know you have many podcast options and appreciate that you have chosen us. If you love what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. If you hate what you hear, only tell us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from The Parish the Thought Show.